This week's episode is brought to you by Bry Guys Convenience Rags. Oh no. Oh no! Now, I don't know about you guys, but whenever an accident happens and I spill something or maybe something explodes quicker than I thought it would. Cream is coming. I'm never quite prepared for the cleanup portion. And being an adult, you know, obviously you have to clean up after yourself, but usually when I'm hanging out around the house by myself, I don't have uh, a towel or a rag or paper towels or anything to just simply reach and grab and clean up my mess and move on with the day. Until, of course, I got my hands on the prototype of the Bry Guys Convenience Rags. My favorite part about these rags is not only does it come with your favorite NHL logo encrusted in the middle of it, but it also comes with an adjustable strap to where you can wrap it around your wrist and have it handy whenever you need it. You can wrap it around your neck and use it as a bib, maybe for eating some abomination wings at the bar. Think about that one. You never know. Or also you could hook it up to your belt loop on your pants and just kind of tuck it away in your pocket for whenever you need it. So convenience is the key word here because really you can take these racks with you wherever you want. And the best part, they're dishwasher safe. So as soon as you're done cleaning up your stuff, you can throw the rag right in the dishwasher with all your dishes, run it on a regular cycle, and it'll come out brand spanking new every single time. So head on over to Grab Ads Media and get your hands on Bry Guys Convenience Rags. And don't forget to use the promo code Let's fuck on these beans to get 10% off your first convenience rag today. And now, let's start the show. I'm Bry Guy, and I do not approve this message. Hey-o, Epi7 here. Um... Welcome to the show. This is Paulie D and Brando is here as well. Who starts off the episode by going, hey yo. <laughs> I loved it. Just kidding. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, um, had a game on Tuesday night, Tuesday night game instead of uh, Monday. Um, you know, I don't really remember who all scored, but I know we had a dominant victory. Um, do you remember offhand? Um, I don't remember who scored every goal, but I do remember that we were losing. And then all of a sudden we ended up winning. What was the final score? Seven to three. Seven to three. Yeah, it was. Woo! It was good. Played uh, played those little twerps. Uh, Winter circle. <laughs> those little fucking pit squeaks. Winter circle, man. They were missing a couple of their decent kids. I know they they didn't have the kid with the long hair um, playing, but uh, man, their goaltender was just a fireball wasn't he the guy was a piece of shit anytime anybody was around the crease he was bitching slashing he got he took what two penalties i think yeah on me actually yep put putting my butt in the crease and uh he uh hooked me and took me down directly in front of the ref each time and there wasn't a bigger smile on my face i will gladly take the hit take being taken down and uh get the call for the boys you're like a little pest like Brad Marchand out there. You know, you can score goals when you have to, but you're going to get under somebody's skin and uh, draw some penalties, get our dangerous, uh, filthy power play out there in the good old beer leagues, pop in a couple Genos, and that's fucking night-night, son. Yeah, I mean, I don't mind playing pest instigator, whatever we need, that's what I'll do. But, um, yeah, I mean, we we got behind a little bit, and then we just started cruising, just pumping them with goals, and they just didn't have a chance after that. 
Yeah, I had the pleasure of playing up on forward this week. It's always nice to switch things up every now and then. So I got to play with Brad and Paulie on a line. And then we had our other uh, trio of Bry, Guy, Reese, and Eddie still rolling. Um, Rookie J came in and subbed in again. Gets another W wearing the black jersey. So good job, Rookie J. Keep it up, buddy. We are just killing it with the black home jerseys. Um, we can't get our new blue ones fast enough, but they are coming. But these black ones, I mean, I just wish we could wear them all the time. Because not only do we look good, we are just dominant again. I said it once, I'll say it again, man. Look good, feel good, play good. We lost, what, both of our games this season while we're wearing those piece of shit white jerseys. And we're fucking stomping clowns with our black jerseys on. So hopefully uh, we'll just continue to wear those from now on out. I just want to give a quick shout out to Bry Guy. Um in the studio with us right now. Hey, Bry Guy. Had a hell of a game, my friend. Um, I think the whole team hasn't seen you actually skate like that in a long time. I don't know if your legs were just feeling that good. Maybe you took a 10-hour energy before you got there or five cups of coffee, but you uh, you were killing it. I know you're doing a little conditioning stint with me on the B-minus league, but clearly it's paying off. Getting you just some more time on the ice is a huge difference, so keep it up, bud. Yeah, all around a great game. We uh, we stomped them pretty good. Um, you know, again, I apologize. We scored so many times. I don't remember who scored exactly uh, in what way. I know Brad gave me a nice pass from behind the net. I walked in and sniped top right cheese over the goalie. Um, I do remember Eddie, the fucking postman, um, comes off the bench on a line change. And I had the puck, and I saw him just kind of cut to the middle. So I threw a little little area sauce that didn't quite sauce properly. It was more of like a bouncer. Bounced over the defenseman's stick onto him on a breakaway, and guess what he does? <laughs> Hits the fucking pipe. Of course he does. The postman himself. No goal. I'm pretty sure he had a bar out and a bar in this game. So I think he had maybe two goals again. This I think one of them was a bar in. I think he scored just another legit goal. And then he hit the pipe uh, on that breakaway in the first. So, I mean, let me ask you straight up. Do you think he's messing with us? Because last season, the guy, he couldn't miss a goal. I mean, he just was a scoring machine. He probably had 20 goals in like eight games. Every He could shoot at the corner of the rink and somehow found a way to go in. And this season, he's just hitting post after post. After, almost he's just like teasing us. Like, I could score. I choose not to. I mean... You think it's on purpose? It has to be, right? No, man. When you're snake bit, you're snake bit. Sometimes you just got to get through it. And like he does uh, almost every single week, he's guaranteed to hit at least one post, whether it goes posting in or posting out. He usually still pops in a goal or two. So uh, keep it up there, Eddie the Schneiper. And uh, Brad, actually Brad had two goals when I was out there with him and uh, our guest for today, Brad, we're excited to have him on, but he had two goals, just that goalie's flopping around, things are happening, and Brad finds a way to just put it in the net, and uh, those are big goals each time. Just pretty demoralizing when, you know, it's a penalty, um, you know, delayed penalty or power play, and Brad finds a way. Yeah, and I think Brad probably had maybe close to six points at least that game. Who knows how many the will actually be on the score sheet because of how horrible these refs are and keeping the stats and whatnot. But uh, just had a monster game all around. Uh, pretty solid uh, game by Russell, as always. Uh, led in a little bit of a meatball there at the first goal, but he uh, <laughs> recovered just fine. A little, um, little squeaker. Yeah, a little, little squeaker. Um, but you know what? 
I, I wasn't scared. They scored that first goal. Uh, we kind of went back and forth, and then we went on a roll and just fucking pounded them at the end. So game over for those boys. We are back on the ice next Monday night. I think we play the Puck Cogs maybe. Yep. Uh, 7 o'clock early game. Uh, drink your coffee before you get there. Eat your breakfast. I thought you said you don't drink coffee before the game. <laughs> I don't. You guys need to. Oh, okay. Yes, well, 7 p.m. Oh, 7 p.m. That's fucking. That's NBC Sports Network matinee. I mean, that's prime time game right there, boys. So, get ready for that. We'll keep our win streak going. Um, well, that kind of wraps up the beer league talk. Let's get into the fucking NHL playoffs, dude. We are down to eight teams. Four amazing matchups starts tonight. We're excited to see what's going to happen. We got two games on tonight, and then. We got an amazing Game 7 that happened last night that allowed Boston to get through to play at Tampa. That was a hell of a Game 7 with all those goals. Um, so let's talk about these quick matchups. And uh, what do you see happening? Who do you see taking? I mean, these are really close. Let's start in the West with my favorite matchup of the second round, Nashville and Winnipeg. These two teams, um, I think whoever wins this uh, matchup is going to win the conference and head on into the finals. It's just going to be the flip of a coin, man. Um, I didn't really look up the stats to see how these two teams squared off against each other during the season. I want to say uh, Nashville won two and Winnipeg won one, but it could be the other way around. Don't quote me on that. But they've all been high-scoring games for the most part, which is exactly what you want to see in playoffs. Just full-on offense mode score seven, six goals a game, man. It's going to be really exciting. I... I Honestly, think that uh, that Nashville is going to squeak this one out only because they have the home ice advantage. I think this one's going Shevin. Yeah, and you know, regular season doesn't matter as much. Um, I think Nashville may be a little bit deeper, but I'll tell you, if if Winnipeg gets hot, they could just take this out right away. So it's going to be great to watch. I really don't know which way it's going to go. I'm going to lean towards Nashville as well, but I mean, hey, we'll see here. Um, also in the West, we have Vegas and San Jose, and pretty much everyone is betting against Vegas, and I was on my bracket, but I'll tell you, man, I think I'm a believer now, and I think, uh, you know, I think Vegas, you know, they've proved everyone wrong, so it's just so hard to say, but, you know, can they do it? Yeah, I think they can do it, and I'm going to, if I was going to put some bets out there on some money, I think I'd do that right now. I'm going to go the opposite way. I have been negative Nancy when it comes to Vegas. I still don't think they're the real deal. As much as they prove me wrong, I'm sticking with going against them. Sharks are sweeping them. (laughs) Good luck with that prediction. All right, quote me on that. Sharks are sweeping. I called it. April 26th. Caps and Penguins, I'll tell you, that's going to be pretty fun. Um, is this the year the Capitals actually get over the Penguins? Everyone's saying the, Peng, the Pens are going to get through and go all the way to the Cup. I'm going to say the Caps are going to do it, man. I'm, I'm saying this is the year. This is Finally, they get past the second round. On my bracket, I picked Penguins over Caps in this matchup. But watching the Caps play in the first round... Watching Pittsburgh play in the first round. I mean, Pittsburgh, you know, obviously they manhandled Philly, but they didn't come out with, like, the grit and the intensity that I thought they would. Um, I know they don't have Malkin or Haglin, I believe, the first game. So I honestly think that the Caps are going to take it in the long run just because I think, you know, these last two seasons that 
Pittsburgh with all these extra games, man, it's just, you know, you can only do so much and you can only rely on Crosby so much, especially when Malkin's out. Shit, I don't know. It looks like actually Hornquist is the one that's Hornquist, out. Hornquist, yeah. I mean, this is going to be another great one to watch. I mean, do you think uh, think Ovi's going to just drill Sid when he gets the chance? Um, I, I don't. I don't. No. I he used to play that way. He used, he used to always be like the heavy hitter and stuff, but I think that he knows how important it is to stay healthy in playoffs and to, you know, capitalize on his chances. I don't think he's going to be out there running around, and I don't think Pittsburgh's going to be out there trying to really expose them physically either. I think it's going to be all skill. It's going to be it's going to come down to who gets more power plays because both power plays are deadly and you put Ovi in the top of the circle on that side. <sighs> That's game over, buddy. That's a goal every time almost. So I think the Caps are going to pull it out in seven. Well, I mean, you got Holpe versus Murray. I mean, it's going to be a good series either way. Um, let's move on to Lightning in Boston. Um, I'm biased, so you go ahead first. Um, if I were a Lightning fan, I would be very nervous right now playing against Boston. But Boston did just go seven games. Tampa's had a little bit of rest now, and Tampa looks like um, they're healthier. So I think that Tampa is going to eventually take this series. I think it's going to go long as well. I'd say maybe six games on this one. But, uh, I mean, if Tampa needs players like Kucherov and Stamkos to be the superstars that they can be, and if they don't, if they get shut down, I mean, they better also shut down that uh, that Bergeron line because that's going to be, I think they're going to be high-scoring games, man. I think they're going to be, you know, five to four games at least uh, for most of these. I don't know, Paulie, what do you think? Well, am I worried? Yeah, I'm definitely worried. Um, but I think, you know, at least people are figuring out Boston if that top line scores it's going to be really tough to uh, pull out the wins. If you shut them down, you know, that's how you secure the wins. And and maybe they're not as deep. I mean, they are deep. They have Rick Nash back as other guys on the, the second and third lines there. But, um, you know, McDonough's playing better for Tampa and whatnot. So I, I feel like Pasternak, Marchand, and Bergeron, they just don't quit. And Tampa is known to get lazy at times. You know, do the same thing Toronto did, get a little complacent, start playing the trap you know, dump and chase, whatnot. So they're going to have to play the full 60 minutes and they're going to have to be huge and shut down that line. I'll tell you, I'm, I'm a little worried. I mean, Marshawn, I mean, even though he looked gassed, even though he let gave up that breakaway, I mean, he still makes the plays to get stuff done. He's still getting feisty, which last night he, uh, he calls that four on four with Zach Hyman. Mm-hmm. And that was a turning point in the game last night. So, you know, Pasternak, I mean, he missed some chances, but God, that guy is so patient with the puck and Bergeron so clutch. I'm scared. I, th- I think we I think we have an edge, but I'm concerned. And hopefully, uh, having the home ice advantage, Cooper could take advantage of the matchups, which is key that we got that home ice advantage the last couple days of the season here. I think I think the main reason that Tampa takes this game is just because of their depth on defense, man. If they have Hedman out there shutting down the Bergeron line, if they can't get Hedman out there, they can get McDonough out there to do that as well. So they have enough depth on the de- on on the defensive side of things to really try to shut down those guys and at least keep the puck out of their zone. And I think with Tampa's speed um, and exposing Boston's defense getting the puck low, getting guys in there and pounding them. I mean, 
we've all seen Chara this year. He's had a phenomenal year for Boston, but you know he's obviously lost a step. He's not as fast as he, sh- as he has been. Uh, well, I guess he's never really been the, the fastest guy on the ice, but obviously still intimidating because he's a monster, but you can expose him by getting the puck down low, beating him to pucks, and uh, you know moving the puck low to high to the point. And, I mean, both teams have some offensive power coming from the back end as well. So McAvoy... Those guys, Krug, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a fucking shootout, dude. This is pretty exciting, man. I mean, it's kind of awkward because I have a rock hard boner just thinking about <laughs> these matchups, but I can't wait to see the games tonight, boys. Dude, when don't you? First of all, <laughs> anytime this podcast is is on the recording button, I instantly get hard. I'm sorry. I hope that all of you guys listening to this as well, except for Coca, that's dangerous. <laughs> so, regardless of what we just said about who we think. Real quick, what's your dream matchups? If you could just say, this is what I want to see for entertainment value, what is your dream matchups uh, for the, the conference finals? Conference final dream matchup is going to be Tampa-Pittsburgh um, just because of their past um, playing in the conference finals. And then I would love to see Winnipeg and... Oh, fucking, I can't say Vegas, dude. I got to go with the Sharks, man. Sharks have been on fire, dude. They're legit. Dude, I would love to see... Nashville, Vegas, because both of those towns go insane. And to know one of them is going to go to the finals is awesome. Um, I'd also like to see Bolts in Pittsburgh as well. Even though Pittsburgh is so favored by the NHL, it scares me a little bit. And, uh, you know, you get, you get to listen to Pierre Maguire a little more when Pittsburgh's in town, so I could avoid that. But that would be cool to see a little revenge if the Lightning could take out Pittsburgh. So. You want to do, uh, uh, by the way, I know we mentioned that we're having Brad on, um, Brad Waldick, as our special guest today. You want to do a dollar bet on one of our lightning round questions? Yeah, yeah, let's let's do it. All right, well, one of the questions we're going to ask him is, who is his favorite Avenger? Um, A dollar bet, he's going to say Thor. Um, That's a good one. I don't know. You know, Avengers coming out tomorrow. I feel like Brad is an Iron Man kind of guy. You know, I know I am. Iron Man's my guy, but yeah. He's probably going to be a dickhead and pick something that, like, nobody would ever <laughs> fucking pick, you know? Like, an Avenger that nobody even realizes is an Avenger. So, and anyways, if you pick somebody else, then it's a wash. Uh, but that's here's a record of this dollar bet here, he'll boys. Pick, he'll pick, like, Doctor Strange or someone. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. Well, hey, man. Uh, anything else you want to add before we jump into, uh, before we patch uh, Brad, Bradley in? No, let's bring him on. Uh, I've been excited to have him on for quite some time. Uh, I have a lot of history there. Uh, our favorite Canadian. Um, did you know he's got a Canadian tattoo? Or I think it's a Team Canada tattoo? Where, where is it? On his body? I think it's on his chest. I don't know. thought I saw it in there. He must love Canada. I don't know. I don't know. I guess we'll have, we'll have to talk about his roots um, coming coming down to Florida from Canada. What, what, what's that all about? And uh, I know a lot of the boys don't really know him uh, personally, and I honestly don't know a lot about his past other than just playing with him at Allenton. So I'm excited that we're having him on uh, to get to get to know him. So if you don't have anything else to add, buddy, I think we're going to go ahead and uh, Bry guys about to patch him in, right, Bry? All right, let's do it. Let's bring on Brad. What's going on, Brad? How you doing? This is Paulie D. Hey, how's it going? Good, bud. I got Brando here. What up, dude? How's it going, buddy? 
Well, fuck, it's going great, man. Uh, sorry to keep you waiting all day. Uh, I'm sure you're probably sweating bullets, a little nervous to come on the podcast, but it's a pleasure to have you. How's your day That's going? That's all right. It's going pretty good. You guys just kept me a little, kept me sober for a little longer than I normally would have stayed. Okay. <laughs> and for that, we apologize. Uh, no worries. No worries. Uh, you know, long-time listener, big fan. Just it's an honor to be a guest. <laughs> well, we're excited to have you on as our, uh, our team Canadian. Uh, yeah, I think you're the only Canadian on our team. I think that's official designation. Every team needs at least one Canadian. So uh, I'd say, yeah, yeah. You're our guy. Uh, I believe so. Yeah. <laughs> tell us real quick for the guys that don't know, including myself. Where, what city were you born in, and when did you uh, make over to the states? Uh, well, I was born just outside Toronto. In uh, moved to Toronto like as an infant. So that's basically just tell people Toronto's easiest. And then uh, I moved around a lot with my dad's work, but I think it was around eight. Eight years old, I moved to Indiana, like hockey capital of America. <laughs> yeah. <right. laughs> yeah, it was a big change from, uh, you know, every one of your friends playing hockey to, to really having to talk some kids into playing some street hockey in Indiana. It was a, it was a tough sell. Yeah. And when did you – so you went from Indiana down to Florida, or how did you make it down to uh, – Yeah, old- uh, straight, yeah. So down to Indiana, then just further south about four years, four or five years later, 12 or 13 or so, I moved down to Florida. And then, uh, honestly, there's a bigger hockey presence down here than there ever was in Indiana. So, you know, I wasn't complaining. Yeah, it's a, it, it's a good area. I tell you, we have a good melting pot, people from all over, which makes it a lot of fun. And yep. uh, anyone who doesn't play on here doesn't realize that. But, yeah, there's definitely some talent. So um, Yeah, they get a bad rap. But, I mean, it's only getting better here. <clears throat> and, and your team being from, you know, born outside Toronto, but your team is the Red Wings, correct? Yeah, so, uh, well, my parents are from Windsor, Ontario, which is in Canada, but it's just south of Detroit. And uh, the first team I played for when I was just starting in Toronto around like four or five years old was called the Toronto Red Wings. So my dad just kind of, I wouldn't say forced it upon me, but he's a big Eisenman fan himself and just kind of was asking me, you know, teaching me about the Red Wings more so than the Leafs. Leafs were pretty bad at the time, so it just kind of worked out. Two things really quick. Number one, Red Wings, motherfucker. Number two, yeah. uh, well, actually, let me go three things here. Number two, we have the um, we have the draft lottery taking place this Saturday as well, which is very exciting. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, we'll uh, hopefully we'll be able to pull out a nice little pick there, uh, yeah. top three at five, least. Five like, percent. Yeah, we'll take it. We'll take it. And my third point is that not a lot of people know that Windsor is south of Detroit. That's right. Canada is south of Detroit. South of believe Detroit. it or not. Yeah, suck on that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so are you a dual citizen? I mean, we won't tell anyone if you're not, but. Uh, no, yeah, keep that on the DL, but no, I'm I'm legal, but I just have a green card. Gotcha, gotcha. I got, right. I got my papers, so. Shouldn't get what, what kind of green card are you talking about here? Like, uh, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's not one that uh, is going to help the teammates out, but it keeps me in the country. <laughs> okay yeah fair enough well you know what though that helps the team out having you in the country and being on the team that's exactly what we need man um so when you moved down to florida now correct me if i'm wrong didn't you play for img academy uh yeah i did the very last year that img hockey was a thing just the one season had a great time but unfortunately they had to shut down so i looked for other options at that point so where did you go from there uh well they i did one more year down here while i was figuring stuff out played at like this it was like the ellington ice version of img very sketchy kind of system we're run by frank scarpacci that that criminal 
But uh, I did a prep school tour basically that year that I was just kind of floating around Florida and uh, ended up kind of finding UCC just from my Toronto connections and went right back to Toronto at, I think it was 15 years old. Nice. Play hockey at a prep school up there. And then you made your way back down after that. And then, yeah, well, I stayed up there through there and a few years of college and then kind of moved back down here just for uh, some support from the folks. And that's and up in Toronto. That's where you got your sick hands from, or did you always have those? Uh, I mean, it's probably Indiana. I mean, that's what Indiana's Indiana. known for, right? <laughs> on the streets and in, in, uh, street hockey. I did actually play though in Indiana. I was playing at the rink that Wayne Gretzky used to play for the Indianapolis Racers. No shit. They did have some wow. hockey there. It was just you know it was few few rinks around that area, but well, a lot of. Um... You know, a lot of the boys, obviously, that listen to the podcast know that you play on our Ferg squad with us. But some of the guys that don't really play on the Ferg squad anymore, you know, haven't really had a pleasure to meet you or anything. But I also wanted to bring up, again, back to those uh, silky mitts and those nasty hands that you got there. Um, I used to not like playing against you because of your puck control skills and really making me work uh, defensively, whether I was playing forward or defense. So I'm glad that you're on the squad now. I don't have to worry about playing your ass anymore. But um, any any fun memories or anything playing against any of us? Uh, unfortunately, I was just listening to the, uh, the Reese episode the other day where he was talking about the old, uh, was it the Flyers? Flyers yeah. beard meeting every year in the finals. Yep. Those are better memories because I know I have at least one or two pictures of us winning. Once you guys switched <laughs> to anchors in, it was a little, a little different result every year. Yes, Can't say I was fond of that. But, uh, you know, I remember I remember playing against Paul a long time ago before he quit Ellington. Yeah, we, yeah, I was actually telling Brando, you didn't realize it, Brad. You and I, um, we go back as rivals. I don't know how long, but back when you played for the Warriors and I played for the Sons of Liberty yeah. back – yeah. We, we we both played in the C-plus league, and I'll be honest, um, I probably am okay in the C-plus league. That's probably where I belong, but Brad does not. I don't know what he was doing down there. And, uh, was, uh, I think I was playing with my brother. Maybe. I'm not even sure. D-league. But it was, not to brag, but yeah, I played D-league with my father when I first left. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's bragging or not, but uh, basically I played against Brad for what felt like eternity. It was probably close to like four years. Um he was on the Warriors. Him and David Kane were like a one-two combo, and the team dropped off quick after that. And then myself and Ted Wolf were on the Sons of Liberty. And Brad and I were always in the top ten of scoring all the time, and our teams would just battle all the time. And one of us was winning the championship. And, you know, I played against Brad. I probably said maybe like five words to Brad in four years. But you know, <laughs> I, was, I, I was missing out because, dude, I love hanging out with you. You're an awesome guy. And we just constantly were just battling all the time. And, and it, I mean – you were always one of the cleanest players out there. You just would walk everyone, use your hands. I mean, David Kane, I love the guy, but he was taking people out left and right. I'd always had like one eye on him, but if I didn't like focus, you were going to burn people left and right. And there's always good competition. Yeah. I just try to keep to myself, especially in those leagues. Everyone's just having fun in Ellington. It's not, uh, I wouldn't compare it to Brandon a little better up there. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I agree. And, and now that, you know, we were rivals for so long. I mean, that, that's probably, like I said, three or four years, and that's probably going back probably like seven years from now. Yeah. Now, we're, now we're line mates on line one, and we're, yeah. we're tearing it up every Monday night. Yeah, first line minis. 
Man, I, I had a lot of fun playing forward with you guys the other day with Walshie being sick. So, uh, you know, I, I look forward to having Walshie back as well in the lineup for hopefully next week. And I guess we'll go from there. But um, one more thing I wanted to say kind of about our history together as well that some people don't know is that um, you guys uh, think Romo mostly got me onto the Empire team when we were playing the A-League in Ellington. Um, you guys had already won the championship like three seasons in a row and brought me and, uh, and Bowen on. We went a few more seasons after that. So we had quite the dynasty in the A-League. I got my first taste of playing with Brad, and I was also playing against him on Sundays still. But uh, now we're playing ball hockey together Friday nights in Ellington, and that's about <laughs> it for hockey for me in Ellington these days. So, yeah, so same here now. How did we get – Brad, how did you end up on the Ferg's team? I don't remember. We didn't even talk about this. But was Brando, was you the one that got him on, or how did we – I'm sure that I was really pushing to get him on full time for sure. Yeah, it must have been you who asked me. I know I was already playing Wednesdays in Brandon. I had kind of made that switch and was kind of distancing myself from Ellington at that point. But uh, it must have been Brandon asked me before Danielle could. And uh, I just remember that being a big ordeal. She was pretty pissed. (laughs) (laughs) Then we also scooped up Walshie and we also scooped up Jay. I might be like a better scout than a player for the Fergs at this point. Helping bring Walsh and Jay aboard. That's right, recruiting, <laughs> recruiting these studs. Beautiful. Well, we can't be happier to have you, man. Uh, tell us, I know you probably watched Game 7 last night, the rest of us, man. What did you think of that Toronto-Boston game? Uh, it was – I mean, I can't say I was not disappointed, but it was a great game. That was very exciting all the way till about 15 minutes left in the third when you kind of knew it was over. Dude, a lot of scoring for a game seven, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. I mean, that I missed – I missed – I saw I had another game last night, unfortunately. So, I missed second half of the first and all the second. But that first half of the first period, there's four goals right away. I was – I mean, I almost skipped my game. I was very excited to watch that. Yeah. So, it, it was awesome. Who do you – so, we have second round starting tonight. Um, oh, yeah. You know – any highlights of anything you want to say about the second round? Any predictions or anyone? I mean, who's your team that's going to go to the cup, whether you put it in your bracket or not? What are you, what are you seeing right now if you were to make a choice and put a dollar? The bracket has, uh, has Nashville over Tampa, I'm sure, like everyone else has Nashville and Tampa. I think our whole, whole league. Is- <laughs> yep, yep. Honestly, I mean, obviously now my heart's in Winnipeg. I've, I've had a thing for getting Canadian teams in the finals, not because I feel like in my opinion, every team's a Canadian team when you got 10 guys from Canada <laughs> on Pittsburgh and such. But just to see Bettman sweat with two Canadian teams in the finals would be a dream. But thank, unfortunately, it's only Winnipeg left now. I mean, I'm hoping if they can do anything, but Nashville's, Nashville's the team to beat, I think, in East and West. If someone takes out Nashville. Who's your, who's your dark horse? Who do you think can uh, can really pull one out of their ass here and make it to the finals at least? Yeah, I think it's going to be if it's – I'm hoping it's Winnipeg, but if not, I feel like San Jose might start heating up even more. They'll get real confident taking out Vegas. Going into Nashville, San Jose could easily make it. Man, I, I wonder what, like, the bet line is for Vegas. I feel like everyone is against Vegas making it past the second round, but, my God, what if they actually do? Like, I'm sure it's still good. Yeah. I mean, I've been a Vegas, not a Vegas hater, but I've been anti-Vegas for the whole season. Yeah. And they've been here. <laughs> they just keep, they keep going. I don't know. You never know with Vegas now. It's strange. Well, one, one quick thing I wanted to ask you and um, is kind of about your, your physical appearance 
And playing against you, I remember uh, you always had either super long hair down to like the middle of your back or you had a super long <laughs> beard or maybe you had both. So I wanted to ask you, what is easier to maintain? Is it long hair or is it a long beard? Uh, the beard's definitely. The beard's real. It's fun to do. It's a lot easier to take care of. You know, I, I don't understand. I'm glad girls can grow their hair out, but I don't think I'll do that again for a long time because that is a pain in the ass. How long did you grow your hair out when it was at its longest? Oh, man. Uh, something, I mean, a year and a bit, say 15 months. Jeez. Did you use beard wax or beard oil? When you- <laughs> so in, in the beard's prime, I was, I was waxing the mustache, oiling up the rest of it. I had a beard wash, all this fancy stuff, combs and brushes. <laughs> it was just new territory for me, so I was getting real excited. I loved it, man. It was a good look. It's a good look when you burn someone and you got a beard or a nice, nice stash to go with it. You know, they turn around and see who burned them. Wearing number 19 in the San Jose jerseys, too. You kind of have to have a beard. That's all I was, the only way I could stop Brad back in the day is if he was skating in front of me, I would just pull his hair from behind. So <laughs> that was the only way to get him. Pull a cadre. Yep. <laughs> oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Well, well, we got a lightning round of some questions. Uh, we want to run past you. And um, as we've done before, we're just going to ask you some questions out of the blue, man. The first thing that comes to mind, you know, here's what you got off the top of your head. All right. Okay. We got seven questions, man. We're going to start it off. Question number – what the hell was that? <laughs> you have a kazoo over there? What the hell was that? Anyways, uh, question number one. What do you put on your poutine? I mean, extra nothing. Like, the, what's the shop at the rink? You just get the traditional. Just okay. fries, gravy, cheese curds. You don't need any of that bacon, pulled pork business. All right. Fair enough. Question number two. Who's the best player to ever wear a Detroit Red Wings jersey? Oh, best player ever has got to be Nick Lidstrom, but that's who came damn close. I know everyone's saying Gordie Howe, but I don't know. I just – Nick Lidstrom in that era, putting up that kind of stats and plus minus and everything was just – it's it's unreal. Very well nice. said. Nice. Question number three. This one's a little bit of curveball here. Who's the best player to ever wear a Team Canada jersey? Oh, man. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to make me say it. I hate to. <laughs> It's gotta be Crosby. I mean, what he's done, what he's done for juniors in Canada, Olympics, anything he's played in. I mean, the guy just—if he wants to win, he's gonna win. It seems like he got he's got the flu or something. Didn't Gretzkoera a team too? Yeah, I think he won in like ninety, was it ninety six or something? Crosby over Gretz. Oh man, that's right. He already said his answer. I mean, I like Gretzky, too, and I hate Crosby, but I feel like I got to go Crosby. I agree with you on that. Question number four, who's your favorite Avenger? <laughs> favorite <laughs> Avenger? Yeah, the movie comes out tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I guess, shit. I mean, best movies are Guardians of the Galaxy, but let's throw a dark horse and say Ant-Man. Whoa, oh, man, I didn't see that one oh. coming. We bet and you did not win either of our bets on that. No. <laughs> Damn it. That's a wash. It's a wash. All right. Uh, question number five. What is your favorite all-time hockey movie? Favorite hockey movie? Um, I might even go more recent than Slapshot and say Goon, too. Ooh. I know. You 
asking Russell their favorite goalie. I might say the Percocet goalie. I don't even know his name, but. <laughs> I don't know his name either, but I know what you're talking about. Uh, question number six. Who has the best playmaking ability on the Ferg's live squad? Best playmaking ability. Hmm. Um, shit. I know we got a bunch of snipers on the squad, but who can actually yeah, pass? Like feeding who? Maybe Torek. Even when I played with Brian, he was hitting me with those no-look breakout passes, and now he's giving Reese two or three a game. Yeah, he's fucking <clears> beauty, <throat> that guy. I'm trying to think, yeah, I was trying to think of D's. You throw, throw a lot of sauce. Co- Coca maybe, Torek, though. I think it's got to go to Brian. Yeah, usually I pass too hard. Nobody can catch it, so I think. <laughs> um, last question, and this one's a difficult one. I'll give you a couple seconds to think about this. If you had to pick two hockey movie characters to add to your line to play with, what two players would you choose? And they can be from any movie. All right, let's go. Hmm. <clears throat> That's a hard question. Yeah. Got some good ones this week. Let's go. Uh, shit. What was his name? I got, uh, was it Rocky from Youngblood? Oh, Rocky. Okay. Just absolute goon. And then I, I mean, you might even have to go with uh, maybe not Glatt, but uh, what was his name? Uh, Leave Shriver's character in Goon. Ross the Boss, Ray? <laughs> Boss, yeah, you might just go those two because I mean I'm just need guys who can skate with me and they'll deal with all the shit and just get me the puck. Very well Man, said. You got, I like you got the goon line. So we were talking about this earlier. We had uh, Brandon. Uh, Brando had uh, Adam Banks. Yeah. Banksy, the only kid that could actually play hockey, Mighty Ducks, and I would throw Luis Mendoza on my other wing if that motherfucker could just learn how to stop son. Shit. <laughs> Two little young kids you got to deal with, though. Imagine those attitudes. <laughs> They're like 35 years old now. And, and I got the other guys from your movies. I got uh, Diener Youngblood. Uh, yeah. You know, and also uh, LaFlemme from Goon as well. So I'm going with the whole speed line all the way through. Yeah, you just go on skill. I get it. <laughs> Man, well, that was that was a, a pretty fun little question. And yeah. uh, you did very a very good job in the lightning round, buddy. But uh, – I think that's pretty much it for us, man. We're going to wrap this up. Um, we'll hopefully get the episode out here by uh, today, maybe tomorrow. Yeah. Um, we wanted to launch this before these games happen tonight. So uh, it's a pleasure having you on, my friend. Hopefully we'll get you on here again. And uh, oh, I appreciate it. appreciate all everything you guys are doing there. All right, man. Well, your your picture is up in the bar with the rest of us. Uh, First time. Yep, yep. Showing our big championship win. Uh, team is doing awesome right now. So happy to have you on the team and on the podcast, my friend. All right. Sounds good. Appreciate it, guys. All right. Peace out, buddy. See ya. All right. Well, man, what a pleasure to have Brad on. Um, you know, I'm not a big fan of Canadian people for the most part, but uh, he's definitely one of my favorites. So <laughs> glad that we could have him on. He could kind of share a little bit about his story and uh, tell us about, you know, where he grew up, how he made his way onto the Ferg squad. Yeah, um, no Canadian accent really from him. He's never uh, yelling, uh, get it out, or, uh, <laughs> you know, ever saying A all the time. But uh, he, he, 
he kind of it's a mysterious Canadian. He blends in well. That's right. That's right. Well, hey, man, um, you know, kind of wrapping up a little bit about Paul and I were just talking about how awesome it is playing beer league hockey. And really, like, the big thing about beer league is finding guys that you like to hang out with, that you can have some beers with after the game, have some fun on the weekends, you know, just finding the right group of guys that not are, I mean, obviously, you know, we have some uh, some very skilled guys on the hockey team, but, you know, we're not making it to the NHL anytime soon. So it's all about having a fucking blast with the boys. Um, you got any good stories about, like, hanging out, you know, after the game or with the boys and shit? You know, we uh, we used to have a good thing going on back in the day when we uh, played down in Ellington. We, uh, we would always have these parking lot parties after our games where we'd, you know, we'd shower up, get changed, have a, a beer in the locker room, and then we'd go out and kind of pull our cars around, throw some music on, and we would, you know, have a few more beers in the parking lot, you know, um, throw some throw some uh, Diet Coke and Mentos bottles around, we had, <laughs> shoot some Nerf guns, just kind of, you know, even shoot some sauce into the, the garbage cans. I mean, we were having those pretty much every week for a number of years, and, you know, some of the other players would join us from other teams and stuff, but mostly our guys. Um, well, I think one of the main reasons why we did that is because they didn't really have the bar open at Ellington when we were all playing there and shit. But it's nice to be able to go to the bar now at Brandon after the game and uh, and have, you know, especially when hockey's on, playoff hockey on top of that. It doesn't get any better than that. But when it comes to the off season, there's no hockey on TV or anything like that. It doesn't even matter because you just get a couple pitchers, sit back, have some beers with the boys. That's what it's all about, man. Yeah, I, I com I completely agree. It's it's pretty fun hanging in the bar with the boys, especially when there's a game on. Um, Brian and I have known to have some dollar bets going on. Um, I don't know if you were around that one. It was November, I think, and there was like a I don't know, ten round shootout with Anaheim and some other team, and it was like the the Monday before Thanksgiving, and I don't know it was a late game. Brian and I were there till probably one o'clock in the morning, doing dollar bets on every single shooter in the shootout, and good time. Good time. I, I went home kind of drunk that night. Well, I hope that's not true because I'd hate for anybody to be driving drunk out of the arena, and uh, I'm sure you got an Uber that night home. Oh, and, oh definitely. <laughs> but, uh, well, hey, man, I mean, I look forward to the, the, the memories that we're going to make together as a squad. Obviously, we, we try to, to get you boys together as much as possible. Um, I just wanted to throw this out there for anybody that uh, didn't get the invite for Saturday to come on out. Uh, we're having a little bash at my place. The lightning game is on at three o'clock now, which is uh, a good thing because we can day sauce and sit out by the pool and watch the game. But it's a bad thing because some people are going to the game. <coughs> <Polly>. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately I will be at the game instead of uh, at your place, um, which I wish I could be two places at once, but yeah, that's another thing too. As we get deeper into these playoffs, you know, even if we don't have a game night, it'd be nice to get together. I know typically Brando and I try and get whoever we can together for every single game of the cup. Um, we've done that most years, getting out to some random bar each time, and you know, having some drinks. And um, typically, we're known for playing a game where everyone picks a player. If your player scores, everyone is chugging whatever in their beer at that exact moment. And, uh, you know, when you get 10 guys together, it's a lot of names accounted for. That's always that's always a fun time. Yeah, that's how you get pretty drunk really quick, too, is when you got chug a beer whenever somebody else's player scores. But obviously all of us kind of living in different areas of the, uh, of, of the you know, the, the west coast of Florida here, it's a little difficult to get super drunk and then have to worry about everyone getting home. So 
Uh, dollar bets are always a good time, man. Um, I just, I'm so excited to see this second round of playoffs is going to be epic. I mean, if you look at the matchups, look at who's playing each other, there are going to be some serious, seriously fun games to watch. So I can't wait. Yeah, I can't wait, man. This is, uh, as a fan, this is probably some of the best matchups uh, I've seen in a little while. So let's just sit back and enjoy it. So um, to the rest of the guys, hey, we will see you in the bar, on the ice, at someone's house, wherever it's going to be. I look forward to sharing some beers wherever you guys are. All right, boys. We'll talk to you next week. Peace. See ya.